It's Lonely Arts Club, uh, where three creatives seek entertaining conversation. You've got myself, Josh, you've got V's and Ali with me. How are you boys doing? Doing good, thank you. So fucking <laughs> top, top, top lads. I'm also doing good. Brilliant. How are you, Josh? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you, mate. I'm all right. It's like week fucking, what, eight in, in lockdown? Um... I think I lost my mind about a week ago. I, I just had way too much, uh, I, you know. I uh, just just I, I melted, uh, brain brain. Uh, just you know, just just just. It was just it was too beautiful a week to do any work. Really, it was. Uh, I sat in the sun for the first time in about uh, all, all of my years. Just, and, just uh, flexing for the neighbours. My son. My your son. My my son. <laughs> my son. My, my son. <laughs> How is, he? How, is he, how is he doing? Screamed, oh, you know what? He's not around anymore <laughs> or <laughs> ever. What happened? It, it never happened, thank fuck. I <laughs> can barely deal with two cats and my own <laughs> maniacal needs. Imagine um, you as a dad, that'd be... That's <sighs> not. Um, I, yeah, I was working until about two fucking minutes ago. I really, 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 really busy. I had a few days of just like, I mean, you, we were talking about this yesterday, Josh. You had mm. to take like, you took a few days off, I and did. you ended up doing more in about three days than you you'd done for like it was, the past yeah. week. It's the most most like, productive uh, three days I've had, like in, in lockdown. I think, yeah, like, like you said, just taking taking a few days off just to prioritize, just fucking resting, just taking. A I few feel days like out. like creative bottlenecking and, and, and is, is a thing. It, oh, mental hugely. bottlenecking of like when you just got so much fucking going on that you can end up just getting nothing done yeah. and then the stress of getting nothing done just sort of paralyzes you and you're yes. a fucking sponge on the floor and uh fucking so, clean so, me so, up so, 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 so are you sponging right now are you like are you, you hitting hitting the hot iron is that the um, phrase no hitting with the iron tart like <laughs> uh no i've uh i i had one day off and that seems to have done the job. That's because I ordered you to, wasn't it? You were like, oh, I want to work. Oh, but I sat on the it. sofa, drank Prosecco and played Hitman 2 because I'm a piece of shit and it's not very interesting. I'm sorry. What a brilliant day off that is. Uh, I've been recording my vocals last week as well. For the first time in years. Really? Sounds, yeah. I thought you'd stopped singing. Uh, I, thought, I thought like sort you... of with this beautiful voice. I'm rusty. I'm rusty. I don't have nothing on Ali's beautiful falsetto. Give us a little. Give us a. Give us a scale. Oh baby. <laughs> oh shit. Um, That's what you wanted, right? <laughs> oh. yeah, it's not. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Well, no, his trousers no. aren't getting any looser. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Fucking hell. I, I don't know, mate. Fucking, uh, I've got nothing interesting to say. Well, you're with I, us I now. Notes. That's what matters, mate. That's what matters. I'm glad you stopped working two minutes ago to come and chat, because even though you Well, usually we... I, was, I was like, I want to listen to a comedy <laughs> podcast before I come upstairs. Get yourself um, psyched up. Get myself in the zone. But, like, I've completely forgot about it, and I've just been listening to, like, the most br- br- brutal fucking murder stories. Why do you keep listening to murder five. shit? It's true crime, man. What's going on? True crime. It's the true crime wave. Get on, get on your surfboard, you little <laughs> puss. <laughs> I like to. I like. I. I'm. I'm just more. Like. I don't know. If I listen to something, I want it to be like. Like. I like educational shit. Obviously, like the um, Radio Lab, This American Life, all those kind of shit. Um, yeah. But I like. I like stuff that's a bit. You know. Bit lighter, a little not not so not so heavy on. on I'm, the, I'm fascinated with the with the death polarized. <laughs> forms of the human psyche it's very interesting to hear about how it's, certain minds work in certain ways yeah it's almost like you're learning for some reason yeah and i absolutely rinsed radio lab and this american life can be boring 
Oh uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm insinuating that you're learning how to get away with. Yeah. So well, look, look, get... all I, all, I'm sick of Hitman too. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna get bored of the idea of killing and just you know. It's what it transcends from video games into real life, and then sort of <laughs> now you know, you know, you know more than anyone that I know who could probably get away with it. Maybe. I've been fascinated with this shit for a long time. I used to watch, even when we were living together, I watched like serial killer documentaries that's, that's, all the time. That's quite unsettling because I didn't know at that point. <laughs> it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Like I love horror movies and shit. Like I'm a, look, I'm a twisted fuck. All right. We don't need to like get the shovel out and start digging around my fucked up brain. And I didn't with realize that, this was well... going to become a character assassination. <laughs> Ali, Fucking... mate, how should we be? <laughs> well, Better than Beezus, I think, maybe, I don't know. Um, yeah, you know, nothing interesting. I've, it's the, it's the... I've finished my album, so that's good. That was last week, we said. Well, last episode. I don't know what finished. happened, maybe last week, maybe... I think you might have been pre-mastering, you might have been in-mastering. I don't know, it's not It's not mastered yet, but it's, it's done. So now we can stop asking me how the album's going. <laughs> Oh, and uh, uh, the, the uh, album I made for Benji, um, we're putting that on TuneCore. I think uh, next week we're getting the just, final bit of mastering done. Are you just done. jumping on Ali's like, little update? Well, just, oh, by the way, I'm, I've got my, I've got my, my music. I felt like you, you, looked, you looked up to the sky, sort of content that you've done your bit, and now you're going back to sleep. <laughs> you're like, you kind of went, you sat back and were like, yeah, Your album thing, that's like your your your, 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 your story arc, and it's it's My story's complete. over, I've died. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I leave in this season, I think. Um, but I, I, I was, I was kind of hoping for a, a really euphoric feeling when I finished the album. It, it's kind of there. I, I don't know. Let's a, kind, a kind of euphoria. I'm, I'm, I'm here uh, to talk to the uh, guest. No, no. Is is Did this the, the experience? Is, no, wait, no. Hang on. Is this the same? <laughs> is this the same experience that Come I on. had when I got pretty much to the end of work, and then it was like, but it's not because then there's the press release, and then there's the, like, like the album that. and the videos and everything that well, comes with the marketing. Thing, I, I had like a day where I sent the album to the label, but it's with the caveat that one of the songs isn't quite finished and needs some extra vocals on. So I spent like a week with this done album with one song that's like not mixed and not got extra vocals on by someone else I wanted. Um, and then I just scrapped the idea of having the extra vocals and mixed that song anyway within that week. And then I guess just yesterday it's officially been completely finished. But it's kind of been drawn out over the last two weeks being half finished. And I don't know, the, the feelings all all over the place. I love that. I yeah. love. I love it when uh, shit like that happens. When it's just. I probably mentioned it before, but just like you kind of. It, you don't have to do any work on something for for it to go from. Eh, it's probably probably you know somewhere near finished to. Oh, actually, it is finished. It's yeah, just. It's just a change, change of mindset. Mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You've just got to look at it and be like. Yeah, actually, it's not too bad. Because like you could keep on uh, tweaking it, keep on adding to it, or you could actually just be like. I, I'm being a fucking plum. Let's just let's just get this out. Does of it way. hit the creative spot that you wanted it to? Scratch uh, that. Yeah, oh, yeah, a lot of it. A lot of it. It's cool. you know how it is, man. So it does the job. Know how it is. Guest. Got a guest. We do. We have a little. Uh, we got a little. We got a, a big fucking. Oh, oh uh, hang on. Oh. oh no, it's. Are you gonna guess? Oh, I too? don't know many chords. It's David Sykes. It's David Sykes, everyone. 
Hello. Yes. How's it going? Sick. Come in with a soundboard. Right? I love it. That's what I was preparing while you were talking. What other sounds, uh, you, what? <laughs> what other sounds you got? That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's, all I, that's all I do. Thank uh, you. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. It's part of our new section called Dial and David, where uh, we just call him up just for a like a sound, uh, you know, like just a little soundboard. Uh, Soundbite. A quip. Yeah. Or a, a, like yeah. a word of the day sort of thing, but what, not a word. Yeah. Yeah. Esophagus. <laughs> <laughs> word of the day. How you doing, Dave? How you been? I'm very well, thank you, Josh. I'm very well. Yeah, oh, I've been all right. Good. It's How's... been a bit weird, isn't it, the last kind of few weeks? Yeah, um, to say the least. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you. How does everyone yeah, I, feel I, about I, it? I noticed. Yeah. How does everyone feel about it? Um, not the best. My birthday next week, so I've got that to look forward to. Oh no! Yeah. Fucking yeah, yeah. sick, mate. <laughs> oh no! It's your birthday. It's gonna look like this. It's gonna look like this. A little fucking online video panels with my friends. I think. Can fucking he... introduce yourself properly, mate. Who are you? What do you do? <laughs> fucking give us your story. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Well, I say, I say, I say I'll, I'll, I'll give I'll give a. a, a usual... I know you want to introduce him, don't you, Josh? I know I want to introduce. Oh, you want to introduce? You oh, introduce let's him have properly. Multiple introductions. Let's do multiple it. Multiple introductions. Then I'll do I've it. I've got one my, afterwards. My... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I know David. David is is uh, one of my uh, longest serving oldest friends uh, from from back in my hometown of Bedford. Uh, we've been on many adventures together. Um, uh, we we'd grown up sort of uh, making films together. Um, got on to kind of going to university film school together to living together and now uh dave is back in the big smoke where he is now a, a creative director of a, an agency in uh in london uh, a very successful one at that he's a he's a he's a clever bastard uh and he, he never uh, never never fails to make me laugh so it's a fucking pleasure to have you here mate thank you very much josh that's very very kind what an introduction are we keeping my trumpet as well of course yeah do you want to do another 100 percent I don't want to keep that. Keep that fucking trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> that was a one-off. All right, all right, Ali. Ali, what's your what's your introduction? Oh, to I got to do one, do I? Um, yeah, of course. Oh, um, well, I guess we have we haven't done much together like you and Josh have, apart from live together. So we did yeah. a lot of living. We did some living and some mm. more living, and mm. now we're not living together, but we're still living. No, we're still living. <laughs> still alive. If you can call us living. <laughs> yeah, learns a lot. I guess my introduction. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Gone then, gone these. No, we did some uh, VFX stuff. Like we, we, when we were living together, and you had what we might refer to as a normal job. We worked on a bunch of projects here, like little ones. The sort of were what kind of eased you into where you are now, fearlessly frank. Like we did some like mm. VFX bits together. Was, yeah. There were some crossover projects as you sort of went into work for them. There was a load of great stuff that. Yeah, you and I did particularly uh, V's that was really awesome. In fact, I think there's a story, and I can tell it now if you want, but basically V's got me the job there. Essentially. Did he? Did he? Yeah. Okay. God, well, God. Wait, wait, right. V's are responsible for you being where you are now. Kind well, of, yeah. So you we, worked hard he never it, calls. But... <laughs> I always worry that he's eating enough. <laughs> we, we had that project, do you remember, where we did the, the tech translations one? And the technology... Da, da, yes, da. I found that yeah. on my hard drive the other day. I watched it. It's fucking I, I tell, tell you this. Right, we're going to have to play this in the podcast so that everyone can hear that. We'll cut that in. Yes, yes. The technology is everywhere. Technology, do not be scared. Technology is your friend. Let's talk about technology again. 
basically, this is something that uh, essentially it came from Fizzy Frank. It was a brief that came over to me and I was sort of bumming around the house. And at the time I was working at Peter Express and I said to Viz, do you want to do something? And he was like, uh, yeah, OK, fine. And I gave him this script. <laughs> what a, lo- what a loose we made... brief that was. <laughs> it was. It was so loose. <laughs> Mate, do you want to do we... something? Do you yeah, want to do it, something? Why not? I put my Xbox controller down. I took my feet off the table. Eh? Fuck it. Why not? It sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were literally, uh, we were just uh, bumming around and uh, we made this thing. And essentially, little did I know, <laughs> it got to, uh, it got in front of basically a bunch of uh, HTC uh, suits and they really loved it. And that's what then sort of in turn got me uh, an interview down at uh, Fancy Frank. Wow. So, so actually, yeah. did V's do all the work or was it like, did, did, <laughs> no, not did all I the work. shot it? I you know, made the soundtrack <laughs> and uh, I, I think, mean, uh, you, did you edit it? Did you just slap David uh, Sykes over the top of I think you edited it as well. <laughs> I okay. think you did most of it. To and be then you're like, we need this guy. And then you went off to London, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm that's really me. happy. <laughs> yeah, it's me. I did it all, dude. This story is, oh, mate, this is like I love I did it. Everything. This is yeah. this is brilliant, David. How how long did it take you? You're like, ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, a couple of days, couple of a couple of hours. Yeah, well, you you gave me the. We script. made it in less you, than a day. <laughs> you 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 came up with all like the concepts and stuff, and you wrote it out. You came up with all that all that shit, you and that's kind of what creative. you do now. Is you, you you kind of come up with concepts for projects and pitch them to clients. And things that's your general yeah, kind of. Forte. Yeah, exactly. I was, yeah. was going to say, kind of just could, could you could you describe, um, I guess, what your role is at Fearlessly Frank? Yeah, of course. So I oversee the creative department at Fearlessly Frank. So. There's me um, and then my creative partner, Tom, um, who you also know, Josh. Um, and we sort of oversee, you know, copywriters, designers, um, production partners, all sorts. Um, a lot of the time we're in kind of charge of basically the creative concept. So the brief will come to us first. We'll figure out what we want to do with it. And then we sort of then direct it and oversee it from there. So what, um, what kind of uh, clients uh, have you worked with? Well, we've worked with lots of people in the past. So, I mean... Essentially, we're a London-based innovation and marketing company, um, and we specialize in kind of creative strategy and growth for brands and businesses um, and organizations all over the world. Um, and we work with global brands like TCL and HTCO, I've mentioned, and Nissan. Lots but I guess the interesting thing is we also work with startups like uh, Jimmy's Ice Coffee. Um, mm. So there's kind of two sides to the business. The first is innovation, um, and a lot of this work is very kind of confidential. Um, but we've worked with sort of World Vision, who are a global um, charity, um, BAE Systems, uh, again, HTC. Um, and then the sort of the journey we go on with these brands is about kind of thinking, behaving and growing like an entrepreneur would. Um, so oh. kind of talking to these very, very big global conglomerates and kind of teaching them and working with them to work more like uh, and think more like an entrepreneur. Oh, that's um, cool. And then the sort nice kind of second line. Yeah. yeah. So the second part of how the many times have you rehearsed that, mate? That's your that's your pitch, isn't it? That's your that's your like we're we're in a bar after the meeting and the stuff. And it's like, oh, David, I'll buy your pint. I'll buy your pint, and you're just there, you know, leaning over. You're like, yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what I really want to do for your brand? They're like, what's that, mate? And you're like, I need you to. We'll make you be like an entrepreneur. <laughs> That's what we need to do, mate. That's what we need. Works like a child. Yeah, Like, who are you? This guy wasn't in the meeting, was he? He's just like, oh no, he's, yeah. just, he's just he's rambling. Who's this little man in a suit? <laughs> Get out of here. That's great, though. But yeah, like, so, so, so I guess, like, um, 
obviously, like I, I, I've, 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 I've kind of watched, watched uh, you, you and you and the guys at Felicity Frank sort of go from strength to strength. It's, it's been awesome, and um, mm. I do remember like one of the early, um, early projects was the Jimmy's Ice Coffee thing. It's, um, I guess, to summarize it, you made um, it's like a, like a, you know, it's a marketing video. So it's an advert, but it's a music video. Uh, yeah. for, for Jimmy's Ice Coffee, which is a you know ice ice coffee drink, um, and essentially it's just a fucking you wrote uh, a rap uh, <laughs> for for it, and it's a fucking great rap at that. And then and then you got the guys at mm. um, uh, Deadbeat Films, didn't you, to to sort of uh, yeah, exactly. produce it, and, and 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 yeah, it came together into like a fucking pretty successful little viral video. Yeah, yeah. so that that was one of the first big projects that Tom and I sort of oversaw. Um, and Jim Cregan, who's a very good friend of Fiercy Frank and Ben, the founder um, of FF, we've worked with him for sort of many, many years. And uh, it's been kind of a really incredible journey uh, for him from like very humble beginnings in Bournemouth to a kind mm. of FMCG hero. Um, and I think, yeah, the first thing, well, he's, he's been kind of growing his uh, brand sort of organically through uh, Facebook. Um, one of the big reasons he was able to kind of amass as many followers as he could uh, and did is because of um, because of Facebook, and he came to us and asked us like when he eventually sort of had a bit of a budget, and he was like, "What can I do? What should I do with this?" So Tom and I went away, and we kind of came up with a bunch of ideas, and one of them was this kind of three minute rap, um, <laughs> which we called uh, "Keep Your Chin Up." And the reason we came to that is because Jim is also kind of a big fan of old school kind of rap music, so cool. we kind of ghost wrote this rap for him. We created the demo. Um, I think Jim only changed like two things uh, before we recorded it. What were they? Um, uh, literally two words. I can't even remember what they are. But the budget for the film was something minuscule, like 15K or something. Um, and that was to do the whole like three minute film from start to finish with all the stuff that we had in it. Um, and we partnered with um, Deadbeat Films, as you said, and they were kind of fresh out of uni at the time. Um, and they did an incredible job. Um, and we sort of hit over, I think, a million views. Um, Channel 4 ended up picking it, um, calling us. They pick it, uh, picked it up and ran it uh, on 4OD for a few months for free. Um, as they were kind of experimenting with different kinds of content at the time. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty amazing. They ran it for free. That's some fucking amazing free PR. Just it's amazing. It it's insane. Like, uh, we, we never expected it. It was literally purely like, they, I don't even know how they came across it, but they saw it and they were like, oh, this will work really well for... For the kind of 4OD market. I found it on the, the YouTubes as they <laughs> yeah. pass it around the executive office with like, all their suits on. Like, you know, this well, was on, on that internet. Well, it's, it's amazing because it's, it's um, obviously you've got everyone like skate, uh, skateboarding in, in, in their sort of offices, which is like a warehouse kind of thing. You've even got them on a fucking speedboat at sea. Uh, yep. You've got sort of like like people like sort of popping on, uh, on, on bikes and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and then at the end you got like the fucking drone shot. You got all these characters in on the fucking Bournemouth beach and stuff, including yourself. Was it? It was Brighton. Yeah, yeah. It was no, Brighton. No, it was Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I should fucking know. I, I I animated over that specific shot. Oh, so you yeah, did. V yeah. So that's actually another. Action. That's a col another collab with me and V's, which is um, we worked on. We worked on that. At that point, because obviously I know you, you guys are always like sort of you, you big Eminem fans and you, you've always like whenever we get together, it descends into just rapping at one another louder <laughs> and louder um, until everyone sort of, you know, it's, it's, it's an odd uh, but unique situation that always occurs. Um, but then yeah. like, how, how did you go from from like just getting an idea like of just like, cool, it's a fucking rap video. Let's pitch it to this client. Well, so it was actually it was in a deck of ideas. There was literally like uh, probably about 30 ideas. Um, and we went away and we did, uh, we had stuff like Jim, the board game. We had this <laughs> thing called Chims, which was like upside down, like the chins things. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah. 
we had like what else we had we had like a load of like these little things and one of them was just a rap video basically like a rap (laughs) thing and he picked that one up out of all of them was like that's really interesting so we went away and then like a week later we kind of presented scripts back to him um and we kind of wrote the whole thing out and the chorus we were using a backing track and we were just using um the backing track for fuck the police which is why (laughs) the chorus is keep your chin up 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 it's fuck the police but but it's the same, exactly the same tune amazing <laughs> can we uh, so, can we play a clip let's just let's just let's just roll a little clip from that i'll be thinking that'd, that'd, be, that'd be quite cool yeah, here we fine. go this is uh jimmy's iced coffee with keep your chin up i mix it silky smooth with my sister sue's ship it out to tesco and whole foods too big up my twitter massive and my youtube crew now i'm the duke of entrepreneurial pursuit and i could never be anything but a bournemouth based beverage king now i'm leveraging every chin just to bring you the fresh drinks the best of everything come to Take us up, it's not hard, mother. Just keep your chin up. 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 But it's fucking great though, and I loved it. Like, like I said, you you got a little cameo at the end. You got a little little uh, little David Sykes with yeah, sunglasses true. at the That's end. That's right. Uh, like... yeah, I, I I insist on every on being in everything I make, uh, what, just in the background. Great. What else have you been in? Uh, just a bunch of brand films, <laughs> just like ads and things. Like, they'll have like shit. they'll have these kind of global conglomerate like movies, and there'll just be me in the back with a hat on. But I know I'm there. That's the most important thing. That's what I love. I, whenever I watch anything on Netflix, and you see like a bunch of people in a bus, you know they've just grabbed people from like the the yeah. crew, yeah, just yeah, oh, can yeah, you chuck yeah. a hat on and just sit there. There, there must be a, so many, and I'm just looking at. I'm like, which one is it? You gotta be in it. Like, it's good fun. I love. It. You must be in your. Have you not? I guess you're directing quite a lot of the time. So yeah, but I've I've I, I normally try and um I've been I've been in actually that there was one recently where there's like a really um can't speak about it too much because uh, I think it's still in the works. But there's like a few shots for this massive uh um uh, pharmaceutical company we're working with at the moment. It's like a like a like a release video, like a like an Apple. Uh, like an Apple launch kind of video, but for their product. Um, and there's like this, there's like scenes where like designers get together and it's like looking at whiteboards <laughs> and stuff. Of course I'm in there. Of course I'm one of the yes. ones at the front going like, Mate, like, I love that because like because I I animate like a bunch of like corporate stuff, like uh, all different products and, and and shit for companies. There's like more than a dozen uh, corporate videos online that I voiced over that like they <laughs> never got a professional to come along and do so like from people like GlaxoSmith GlaxoSmithKline talking about what we can do for the environment there are so many corporate videos online with my voice on it's <laughs> ridiculous and I've heard that Ali cunts in all of his songs do what? oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love I, I love that you got, you've got your alter ego, Josh, in so many of your productions. Oh, John, John Bond. Yeah, John yeah, yeah. Bond. <laughs> I was talking, yeah. I was talking about this uh, yesterday with somebody. Um, they were like, because so I, uh, I, for those who don't know, I've got, I've got an alter ego called John Bond, who is like the, is like the office radio DJ. Uh, I, I transform. I put on a fake beard and transform into this character, uh, and essentially, I just kind of ruin the lives of everyone around me by annoying them. Um, but he sort of transcended. Uh, in the last couple of years when I started like like audibly getting the name John Bond into like TV adverts or, or films where over the tannoy someone's like oh can uh, John Bond to aisle three or like uh, I had a I had a graduation uh, scene in this TV advert and of course they're reading out people's names and Jonathan Bond was like one of them and <laughs> it's just like there's like little little easter eggs in there every now and again but the best thing is I don't tell anyone 
and I only tell them after after it's been released that even I people like that it ties the, this like universe together of all these different adverts. They're all happening in the same kind of world. He's, uh, he's, he's, he is the one thing that links everything together. And there's a, there's it's a the lot JBCU. Of... <laughs> <laughs> the, the John Bont cinematic universe. I love it. I think that's, I'm going to I'm going to push for that. But yeah, quite a lot of the times I don't even tell people in uh, in Storm and Shelter that it's that it's happened until after after we've kind of delivered it. Um, so that's... Oh, you go and get fired. Nah, I'm, I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to. <laughs> get fired. <laughs> Next episode. Okay, so guys, yeah, I'm looking for a job. If anyone can hire me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
really awesome friends. And uh, that was by far the hardest thing was leaving those people. Um, but I kind of, I did it for the reasons that I thought, you know, which were personal to me. And then after I did drop out, I did what all creative minds do. And I got a job at Pizza Express. So, <laughs> <laughs> even that- during that time though, I was making a lot of stuff and things, but yeah, it's, yeah. um, that, that first year was great. Did you did you go back to Bedford after so, yeah. so drop, dropping out of, of uni? You went back to Bedford. Yeah. How did you end back end up back in Cardiff? So well, we, got, we were um, looking for a house, weren't we? And for yeah. a house, no, so mate, I, yeah. I, I was back before that, so I, I basically went back to Bedford, thinking, right, I'm going to go and basically become a freelance something. A freelance, um, <laughs> just a freelance, a freelance David. <laughs> I'll be anything you want me to be. Just give me some cash. Um, but I basically went back and uh, and during that time, I sort of I, I think I I did a few like odd jobs. And then I sort of ended up um, going to stay with like Tom quite a lot. He, he was at doing um, studying film at UEA mm. and I directed and starred in his uh, end of year uh, project Post uh, called Post It. That's yeah, right. Great. Which he, uh, he got a two one for that. So, <laughs> so did I. Um, really and it was pretty good. One? That was That's pretty good. Who really and got then, the two one? Yeah. And then after that, um, I, I was still working at Pizza Express to just kind of pay the bills. And then I decided I love Cardiff and I want to move back there. So I kind of moved back and I got a transfer with Pizza Express. So I had the job <laughs> while I was there. Um, and I lived with two guys with, uh, with Dan Felv and, oh, um, yeah, and yeah. Tom. Oh, on Westgate um, Street. That's right. On Westgate yeah, yeah, Street. Yeah. And my, uh... it was kind of like a Carlsberg ad because the room that I had <laughs> overlooked the rugby stadium uh, in so... Cardiff. And I was just like, this is incredible. So I had a really great time with those guys. And then eventually, um, yeah, I started living with you. Yeah, it's great. And the rest is history. <laughs> I forgot about that view. I forgot about that view. That was nuts. Was that, was that yeah, one of that those, uh, so like mattress on the floor kind of rooms where it's just like, yeah, you just so I, like I had a mattress. Happen. I had a mattress on the floor and I flipped the table um, to become almost you, like Because you're so back- angry about the mattress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I flipped the table to become like a backboard and I basically lived out of a suitcase for like four months, five months, oh, something shit, like that. Man. Mate. Yeah, for a long time I lived out of a suitcase because even when I was living with you guys, like we were to, we were only living together for like we a like, year, two years later. Um, David, you got to unpack that thing, mate. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> no. You had a tiny um, but, room as well, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, we had. Um, well, no, I had that one room at the back of the house, which was great until it got covered by mold, uh, <laughs> oh, and God, I almost yeah. died. And then I had to move oh, to that God. tiny yeah. room. You're like, come out. Yeah, you God, guys God, had like uh, beautiful master bedrooms. <laughs> Ali had a fucking lake. <laughs> like, I was just like, uh, I mean, to be honest, I was like, I was pretty content with that little room. It was all good. I was pretty happy there. Mate, you had, you had um, all the free pizza you could get though. Come, uh, and all the free pizza, true. exactly. You never, um, never fucking brought it home though, did you? I did a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, not enough. Twice, not enough. Not, not enough, enough but it's only because you get one. But anyway, I sort of did that for a while. And then um, eventually, uh, whilst working there, I was applying for other things like the BBC. So I went through this whole like procurement process with the BBC, uh, BBC Radio 4 to get a job there. And I got through to like the final stage. And I kept having to go back and forth to London to go and do these interviews. What was that going to be um, for? What was, the, what was the role? It was, it was basically an apprenticeship, essentially. Oh, okay. But it was like, it, it was like obviously nationwide. So you get like 40,000 people wanting to do it. Yeah. And uh, eventually, like, I got through to like the final things. And I, I can't remember. What I, I think I bugged up like the final test thing. It was like me and like two other th- people. And, I, and it was all questions to do with like the radio. And I don't really listen to the radio. You, so I was just like. <laughs> don't tell them that. It's like, how do you record audio? You're like, sorry, what? 
What, what do you mean audio? Oh, yeah. I was good at that. I was good at that because the, the entrance exam, they were like, uh, it was basically to like whittle it down to like the first 1,000 people or whatever. You had to kind of uh, create like a mini, like I think it was like a two-minute radio show. Oh, that's So cool. I did this insane thing uh, where I basically recorded like a, essentially a rap um, on a MIDI keyboard and like did this whole like verse where it was like fuck the BBC <laughs> yo fuck the BBC I didn't get the job guys yeah <laughs> give, it, give, it, give, us, give us the thing. rap though what was it well it was in the small town of Radio City where everyone is cool and really pretty there lived a young guy I, th- I can't even remember the whole thing basically it was a story of a presenter who lived in this thing anyway they loved it and they like called me up and I got this interview and I was like oh wow great but I didn't know it was then going to be like three months long to kind of go back and forth to do all these different things. Um, but anyway, yeah, I didn't get that. Uh, but on the same day that I found out that I didn't get that, I did get a call from Ben Little, the founder of Fizzy Frank, who uh, called me up and offered me a job at Fizzy uh, Frank. So um, every nice. cloud. Yeah. Yeah. That's sick, man. But that's yeah, like, because um, obviously, obviously we've got, yeah, like, because t- Tom, Tom's been there a while, I guess, I guess, did he, uh, did he uh, say like, oh, yeah, you should have a look at David, he's a, he's a good egg, or was it sort of have like... Have a look a- at him. Have a look at this guy. You've got to see this. You've got to see this. You've got to see this guy. <laughs> you gotta see this guy. <laughs> he can do it all. He's a uh, dancing in a cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> he's, what, is it, what does he do? Oh, he's... He's a freelance, um... Uh, he's just a freelance David. David. He's, he's freelance a freelance David. Freelancer. <laughs> you can do anything you want for money. Um, yeah, he, you can't he, see um, this. Yeah, he put in a good word for me. So essentially, that's, that was the, the conversation we were having earlier. So um, he had this brief from HTC, um, which was this kind of, uh, to create these uh, like radio scripts. And in order to kind of sell it into the client, um, they needed to, they want to make a, like a demo version of it. So that was essentially the kind of brief that I got, which was, here's a script. Um, can you make this into something? And then I was like, uh, sure, these. Uh, what do you reckon to doing a bit of work, you know, on the sly like? And he was like, sure thing. So yeah, we went uh, and Don't made tell it. anyone that you're involved in this. Otherwise, well, we like- made a bunch of like really like funny shit. We, we made for every house party that we had, we made like a little video for people like as a, as a, as a invitation yeah. to come along. So we made oh, a they bunch were of, legendary. Like, they everyone were so in Cardiff good, knew man. about them. It was enchanting. No one came. We had one amazing house party where like a fucking door fell off its hinges. It was yeah. like, it was, oh shit. Yeah, some, yeah, was some, right. There was some good shit happened then. I can tell you, shall I tell you, uh, I'll, I'll tell you the Joe Pesci one, and then I'll show you, I'll tell you the not funny one as well, which I, I really love. Uh, both of them are HTC stories. Um, <laughs> am I men to know, know who Joe Pesci is? It's the little Joe- guy from Home Alone. No, not Why that guy. Think about Oscar, Oscar winning. He's in. He's in so many fucking Scorsese. He's in good yeah, he's, a, he's a little guy with a with a with a proper Boston accent. Like, yeah, yeah, I know who you mean. Do, do he's, I, he's one of the most famous, like you know, gangster movie oh, actors. Oh yeah, no, yeah, He had a Google. He had a Google. I had a Google. I had a Google. Or yeah, as yeah. David says, Mister Home Alone. <laughs> he's Mister Home Alone. <laughs> That's who he is. Objectively, he's Mr. probably Mr. most famous Home for that. Alone. Yeah, Amongst my generation. Yeah. Um, so anyway, during my first um, week of Fizzy Frank, me and Tom were working on this HTC uh, like short demonstration video, uh, which we were calling um, How to Take a Selfie with Joe Pesci. 
and little did I know that we actually had to present these scripts um, the week after. But Tom went on holiday. So now I'm alone and I have to present these kind of ridiculous Joe Pesci scripts to the CEO, Cher Wang, in the HTC UK headquarters by myself. And literally we drove to Slough, which is where this um, where the HTC uh, UK headquarters are. And luckily, Ben, um, the founder of his Frank, came with me and um, we were literally went into this huge room, this giant conferencing room with this huge TV and like webcam system all set up and everything. And it was just me and him. And all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, this face just appears on like the TV and it's Cher Wang and she's with like the whole board of directors. And we were just like, oh, okay. And I got these little scripts and I've never done this before because obviously up until this point, I worked at Pizza Express. And I'm just sitting there and the, and the paper, the paper is wet with sweat. Oh, and it's like, and I'm literally shaking and I'm, I'm like, oh, hey, wise guys. It's me, Joe Pesci, and here's how to take a selfie with me, Joe Pesci. And, and I'm like, dude, I do like six of these scripts, these fucking scripts. And like, and they're second language English. So the whole time we're just like, they're kind of nodding politely, but I don't think they quite understand what I'm talking about. And we were just like, and then Ben's kind of like, we're doing like back to back and we're doing like high fives and stuff. And it's just like the most awkward thing I've ever done. Uh, and that was the Joe Pesci scripts that we did. They didn't buy them in the end. Either, <laughs> they didn't buy those. Um, yeah. So did that start up. as a? It's like a um, like a silly idea that then just got like like taken forward. Because uh, I, I always yeah. find with like like idea sessions um, for me, I have to go through the silly stuff to get to the more serious stuff. I, I think in like for, for me, like when, when ideas come around, let's say a brand or a product comes in and they're like, oh, okay, cool. What ideas have you got? I'm sent away into like a little fucking room expected to come up with like, like what, like five concepts. Um, yeah. And, and, and in thinking of these concepts, you go through these stages where you're just like, cool, you do the obvious. Cool. It's like the product and then what it does. And you get to a point where you're like, right, I've got to do something different now. I've got to do something like you start in mm. like, like, not struggling for ideas, but you start sort of trying to like, uh, like push what you can do with it. Then this, this is kind of where like monkey tennis comes from. Cause you just start sort of, uh, <laughs> like fucking, like just, just, just throw in anything and you're like, fuck it. Why, why not? Yeah. You know, fucking Joe, Joe, Joe Pesci doing selfies. I think so. everyone's process is different. And I think this is really, it's quite an interesting subject for me personally, because I like this idea. There is a difference between commercial art and personal art. And when I first started and I kind of I started in like 2014 with with Tom, a lot of the time and I think probably some of the mistakes I was making is that I was bringing too much myself to it. So it was all stuff oh, okay. that I thought I would like and I want to do and I think this would be the funniest thing. And and Tom and I together would like bounce ideas around. And then as you kind of get more ingrained into sort of the world of commercial art, you realize that actually there is a real, you know, they are opposites. The first is like mm. personal art. It's all about expressing yourself. Whereas commercial art is all about expressing a brand or something else. Yeah. And it's a completely a different skill set. Well. Exactly, to a demographic. So it's a completely different skill set. Now, it's a bit different if you're kind of like an artist and you make something and then a brand buys it because they've found some kind of affiliation yeah. with that product that you've made already. But when you're having to create it like organically and originally by yourself with somebody else, it's, you know, you have to really immerse yourself in the world of that brand and what it stands for, what it means. Yeah. And so that takes a long, long time to kind of to, to do. To align so when I first started, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So when I first started um, with Tom, you know, we, a lot of the time, like some of the old ideas that we had were like crazy stuff that like, 
we probably wouldn't do nowadays because we're a little bit more kind of like, you know, we know a little bit more about the brands we work with. But like in the case of, um, we work with this brand called Memorex, who were um, a sort of electronic, like a consumer electronics company that make like CDs and DVDs and um, computer accessories. And we were tasked with um, creating a series of seven 30 second ads for Spotify. So we decided like, you know, we're going to do something different. You know, we wanted to kind of do it in our own way and we were kind of bringing ourselves to it. So we created a sort of seven part radio play told through transmissions from the future. And these transmissions were sent back from a character that we called the professor, who was a freedom fighter from the year 2071. Um, and, he, and, and he is trying, he was trying to kind of rally Spotify listeners from 2014 to kind of join the fight against the evil empire, who were kind of a global tech corporation who control everything in the future. Um, think kind of Apple, but, you know, like evil. Um, <laughs> And we kind of wanted to like get them to be disruptive. So, you know, we had this kind of old guy like during the ad breaks of Spotify kind of crackling through your headphones being like, millennials, you've got to, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and those ads did quite well. They like, I remember getting an email from the client being like, Spotify love them so much. They're basically not paying anything. Uh, we're not having to pay anything to run them and all this kind of other what? stuff. But early on, we did a lot of that sort of thing, which is basically doing stuff that we just wanted to do. Like we just mm. thought, what would be the funniest thing to come through your headphones or what would make me go that's what is going on you know if i was listening to whatever jamiroquai <laughs> or something <laughs> and then out of nowhere just like this kind of crackle and this old guy starts talking to me being like yeah, millennials I, you've got to you know i i love the way that that utilizes the streaming service as well that it's gonna that it's gonna be sort of seamless because every single ad is like kind of like hey so we got this and this uh, look at all the microwaves and but like this like you like you're <laughs> utilizing the platform as yeah no i i think that's quite that a clever exactly use yeah. It. Yeah. It, it almost breaks the fourth wall but i don't know if yeah. a lot of a lot of adverts do that maybe i don't know yeah, sometimes it creates yeah, but, a fourth wall in a way. Yeah, mm. I was going to ask David, what's uh, off? It's quite hard to think off the top of your head, but um, what are the more like like sillier, more like like crazy ideas that maybe you haven't had commissioned, or like like have you had anything that's just just like quite sort of like that you wish had been commissioned that that would have been fucking brilliant. I, I can't, you know, there's just so, yeah, there's a lot of different weird things that we've definitely come up with in the past, but I don't know really. Yeah. A lot of the time it just sort of, they, they end up in a scrapbook and or in like an email trail. And like, I often find myself going back through like emails from years ago, just like looking for something. And I come across like this mad thing that we write wrote. And I was like, oh my God, what is that? <laughs> like nothing off the top of my head, like the, the, the sort of, um, that I can think of now, but yeah. yeah, you get loads of those things, like these little, um, yeah, these sort of little things, that ideas to sort of go somewhere and you think, oh, this is great. The thing is just not to get too attached to them because ultimately, you know, mm. this, is, this is someone else's work. It's a shared piece of work. You know, that's another way to think about mm. uh, anything that you do with a client is that this is a shared, it's a shared relationship. It's a shared piece of work. Mm. It's not entirely yours. And so whatever the idea that you have is when you're working in commercial art, it's going to be, you know, someone else is going to want to, put have their input on it and you need to kind yeah, of let them um, that's, yeah that's that's the thing i I, th I think that's um possibly where i um i i, I always find there's a point I've, I've, I've again i've probably mentioned it before but i feel like there's a point with where it is like sort of corporate stuff or like corporate art where you're where you're sort of trying to create something but for for somebody else where you know multiple voices come in multiple um 
uh, sort of stakeholders come in and start sort of like tugging the little threads of, of your idea and it starts to kind of not not fall apart but just it's sort of uh, it loosens it's not quite what you wanted to begin with but at that point I, I kind of feel like well it's not really mine really is it it's it's theirs and 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 so like uh, sometimes it can be kind of heartbreaking to have like this kind of thing that you spent so long on this this kind of thing that you put so much time and energy and actually you are kind of proud of uh to to, to kind of like let it go you go and you kind of think well actually like i don't know like i, I lose something sometimes when 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 it's sort of like it's whittled down but then again it's like yeah it's, it's thinking but it's not for me it's like yeah i made it and that's cool it's good that they appreciate that but it's not for me it's for them it's for the people yeah Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a, collaborat- <laughs> a collaboration, and you know, lots of people, especially in like uh, what I do, which is I'm not really. I mean, I make stuff as a kind of uh, you know for the client to kind of buy concepts, but you know, I don't necessarily have a specialty. Um, you know, I'm, I don't go and make films. I don't make music. I don't animate. You know, I don't do that kind of stuff. So when I, um, you know, naturally as part of my process, uh, I'm going to need collaborators and I need people to work with. Um, and that's kind of what I do, you know, when, when you're a creative director, ultimately you, you like, like a director, you're just essentially making sure that everyone is kind of playing their role and overseeing it and allowing making sure basically that the concept and the idea doesn't get lost, uh, at any point because it goes in to, it goes into these different places and it can very easily go somewhere else. So just always bringing it back to, you know, the message and, mm. um, what it means. Yeah, man. It's definitely something that, you know, you, you want to kind of. And, uh, you know, you want to give a little bit of yourself and kind of your own perspective, because obviously there's a reason that the client has hired you in the first place. But you also don't want to forget the kind of, you know, what the brand stands for. And you, you also need to be true to the brand and kind of uh, ingrain yourself and, and make sure that you kind of it feels um, organic. It feels like a kind of natural extension of a piece of communication of the brand. I agree. I was just but I like because I was working on a job for a video game last year and I didn't I didn't end up getting the job. I was demoing a lot of stuff. and. During the process, I was talking with the music supervisor a lot about like music ideas, and it was really hard for me to d- detach my own preference from what they yeah. wanted. And mm-hmm. it, it was essentially me trying to persuade them that they wanted what I wanted, and mm-hmm. that was kind of bad, I think. But mm-hmm. I, I generally I believed in myself that what I was saying, they should have this kind of style music rather than this style. Um, was true, but maybe it wasn't. Dude, I I, I completely mm-hmm. get that because I, I was I was gonna say like the. The the thing that sort of I've the kind of weird journey that I've been on is this idea of like in in, in my sense it's like I've been trying to establish myself um, with like a direct like a director's voice with a with a with a with a um, with a recognizable approach that people come to you and they're like oh I like what Josh does uh, let's say I like what V's does I like what I like what Ali does uh, so so uh, when someone comes to you. And they say, cool, can you make me an advert? Can you make me a, a, a video? Um, you know, because I've seen what you've done. I like what you do. And now can you bring that, uh, you know, but, but, but bring it to this project? I find it super hard when, and I think, I think it was just like there was this realization for me where I realized I, it wasn't for my, it wasn't for for me anymore. It's like I, I what I'm good at is 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 making the shit happen and 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 visualizing and bringing something to life. That's a, that's a skill. And then, like you said, it's just trying to to distance yourself from. Oh, okay, they they want they want Josh Bennett, the director. No, they don't. They just they just want 
like the they want the output they they want sort of like the oh well, yeah the, i mean there's, there's no paycheck when you're making stuff just for yourself and then you take, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're taking the money to make something for someone else really yeah and there's there's been a lot of there's wow. been a lot of cases when well um, not, not, not and, my case and, yeah. unless, well, no, well, unless you know mean. but there, there is there is still like other music genres that you like that i'm sure you would love to maybe make a little bit of but you you know that you that novo more is a specific sort of it's not overly specific but no. you are you are making a sound you know, for that project it is a project yeah, that if, demands if things, a certain aesthetic if things were to change too much i'd make a whole new project yeah yeah. yeah yeah and a yeah, lot of artists do that don't they eventually yeah. they kind of go actually i need to do something different and um they kind of they don't they kind of rebrand themselves and they do something else whatever mm. but, um but yeah, yeah I, I think there's there's definitely something interesting about for, especially for young creatives coming in and coming up through the um you know, into the industry is to kind of, you know, a lot of the mistakes I made was kind of going a bit too heavy on like, this is what I like. And so, and it's almost like, I want you to like this as well and trying and selling that idea as hard as I can. Whereas actually the, the key to it is to kind of, to find a kind of middle ground whereby you can sort of show a brand that this is how uh, it's going to work. You know, this is how what you do works for this you know it's like mm. there's a kind of symbiotic thing there yeah well i say that the bit the biggest thing is just to fucking listen isn't it you like that's that's yeah. it's, it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like 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 what what, uh, what i mean by that i what i took from like from what, what you're saying david is is basically like like you said you've got to try and think like your clients now you you now have to mm. establish this this new uh, sort of way of thinking and approaching something uh, and by doing that you have to understand your client you have to know um sort of their their ethos and and where they're where they're coming from and so that's then you have to listen you have to literally listen to to everything about them and then sort of just start again basically from that core from the ground up what what does making content look like for us what does it mean to us and it's a yeah it's yeah. a delicate thing a brand is a really delicate thing and it's a difficult thing to have a kind of consistent voice and mm. if you come into something and they give you the kind of keys to the castle and they say we want you to make this you know big global brand thing you've got to make sure that it's completely you know it's on point and it and it makes sense with the kind of with the philosophy of yeah. the brand because otherwise it's just going to be you know how do you know when to push the boundaries with it? How do you know when, like, obviously sometimes it's good to, I wouldn't say safe, but sometimes it's, it's, it's like, how do you know when to push for the, for the, for the sillier, more sort of adventurous uh, ideas? Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know really. It's, it's like, you've got to gauge the, you've got to play the gauge of the room. But I think a lot of the time, um, you know, you always want to do something a bit out there. Like you never, mm. you never start in a kind of incredibly conservative, safe place. You know, you always start <laughs> somewhere as far as you can go, but then you kind of over time rein it in, and you start yeah. to figure out sort of. Um, and it's messy, you know. Creativity is really messy. It's a difficult thing. It's like that's, you that's, go, a, that's a good idea to start really far away, rather than start with a conservative idea that you know they'll maybe go yeah. for just because they know it's safe. To start yeah. really far away and bring it that way. Yeah, and okay. I, as I said before, you know, everyone's process is different, and so for Tom and I, like, you know. We've been doing it for a few years now. We have a certain way of working, which is um, is incredibly difficult to describe. And I probably won't be able to do it on here. Like it's going to take it would take time to figure out like how we actually <laughs> do things. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess the the sort of the general gist of it is just to um, just to ensure that what you do is um, you know is making sense um, of the brand and doesn't come across as um, you know too too different. Yeah, there you go. That's how you do it. <laughs> I, uh, I I like the idea of um, starting far away 
and sort of like it's almost like 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 getting that block of stone and chiseling away at it till he gets the statue underneath. If you if you start too within like too too close to what you want, I guess there is a little bit of fear when you try to go further out. Like if you start within confines, well, I just feel like the client might say yes because this like kind of close to home and they feel comfortable. They'll just say yes straight away to this kind of and then you make it oh, boring. Good enough, yeah, and it's it's, it's boring. Yeah, yeah. fuck hmm. that. This story isn't actually any in any way kind of related to me. This happened um, like a month before I actually joined um, Fizzy Frank, but it makes me laugh uh, because I've kind of been in similar situations like along the way and on my sort of, you know, journey. Um, but this is really more about Tom um, and the guys and they were sort of working on um, a few HTC spots um, again back in 2014. And they'd been prepping these ads for like months and it was kind of really the first time that they'd gotten to write any kind of comedy skits um and a lot of the time when you work with big brands it's very difficult to get kind of comedy right and they're you know mm. often quite apprehensive to kind of do anything that's too funny because it might offend people way. yeah yeah and it's just like and when you're dealing with like lots of different markets and different cultures you know what works in this country won't work in that country etc etc yeah and that's why marketing is by the way the way it is most of the time is it's very generic it's because you're you're appealing to everyone so it needs to be pretty down the line you know mm. um but anyway they they kind of they got these uh, scripts signed off and they flew to chicago to shoot them and the shoot went well and everything looked good and um, the performances were really great and, and then they went into post um and then a week later they were on a conference call with the client uh the then director and uh, and his whole team and they showed these ads and they made like uh, as i said they made like six I don't know, one minute ads. So they mm. like showed them one after the other. And the creative director watched every single one, like bang, 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 bang. And then he just looked up and just said, not funny. <laughs> uh, and they oh, were like, oh, fuck. are you sure? And then they played it again and he was just like, not funny. Oh, and they were like, no. I know. I was just like, it makes me laugh because we've all, I think, been in situations <laughs> like that with a client where they haven't liked their work. But because the client was second language English and they were a kind of quite conservative Chinese client, they were just like, not funny. And it was just like, that is your answer. So <laughs> blunt. Yeah. I know. I mean, just shoot you down with as least words as possible. Just Yeah, no, I know. I was just like thinking back on that. And that was, I was meant to work on that um, job, but I, I couldn't start in time. So uh, when I actually joined, that was the first thing they told me. That was the first kind of story. Make it funny. Um, <laughs> Make it funny, laugh. David. Was it funny Not then? funny. Was it funny after that? No, because, I mean, they'd, they'd finished. <laughs> by, the time, by the time I joined, they were done. They were out. And, um, I mean, they were pretty good. I think they're quite cool. Um, you know, they were quite good pieces of work. But, um, yeah. yeah. Well, so, so something I've found really, um, really tough, I guess, is like I've, I've, done, I've done a couple of, like... Um, like like comedy things like I did a series of TV ads that were all like like completely comedy um doing comedy in a setting where it's like it's regimented you got a whole crew of people like there's like what 30 people like like just just waiting to for for, for whatever it is to unfold um in my 
in my role where it's just like you have you're the last fucking you're you're the decision maker you're the person that says yeah that's good yeah that's, that's funny um it's so fucking hard when you're when you're on set and and it's just like everyone's tense everything has to get done really quick okay cool is the costume done is the people is the client happy Oh, and now we have to be funny, and now everyone has to sort of like, you know, you have to laugh. Being in that position, trying to figure out if if the way that they said a line is funny and will work is, yeah. is tough. It's really fucking tough. The, it's the not like how we were as kids. Of, yeah, it's diametrically opposed, isn't it? Like the idea of kind of commercial laughing and commercial comedy. Yeah. It's like the two, one is a very regimented, bureaucratic way of doing things, and the other is so loose and free mm. and human and alive and... Yeah, those two things are hard to marry. I can imagine, you know. Yeah, um, but that's that's why I get that's why I get where like Judd Jud Apatow just just fucking goes with it. You just do do do. You just let loose. You just let them off the leash, and you do improv, and 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 you just let actors. You trust in your actors and go, cool. Do something fucking funny. Let's just reel them off. Do twenty do twenty different alternatives, and you and you and you and you set it up. You set up the world where where it's like cool. It's it's lit right. Uh, you you like you know the setting. They they look good. All this kind of stuff. Now it's a comfortable environment. Now go off and, and do your thing. Um, yeah, exactly. Do when when actors just do that and riff and they just do loads of takes and they choose the best ones and it's not necessarily scripted. Do they then get writing credit? Do you know what? I don't. Good I, question because Curb Your Enthusiasm works exactly like that. Yeah, and and uh, what's his name? Larry David. Larry, Larry David. David's uh, uh, the writing his technique is just nuts to me. Just like it lays out like like two ideas per scene, and then it's completely go off like freestyled yeah. for the whole th- like the whole yeah. thing. Because it's it's obviously it comes down to the script for one, but then it also you know you've got to create that atmosphere on set as well. And it's it's a little bit different for like for ad like comedy and ads is a weird thing. I think mm. it's like it's an odd like for TV shows and for like for films and stuff. Fair enough, like you can create that atmosphere and you get a great director and a bunch of great performers. Yeah, but for ads and stuff, I don't know. It's really straight because it's like you know, someone comes out with the diet, holding a diet coke, you know, and it's like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, there's something very contrived about the whole kind of ad, comedy adverts. They, obviously, there are certain brands that do it very, very well. Um, and like in the case of like Old Spice, they kind of basically oh, yeah. create their own. They created their own comedy visual language through, you know, in this way, yeah. mm. and it was, and it, and they do it really brilliantly. But well, it was, it yeah, was the, know. it was the um, Dollar Shave Club that that also brought in. Uh, mm. I think that was probably around around the same time. There seemed to be this sort of like, I, I know, like American ads is, has always been the thing where they always try to make like the, pe- people watch the ads as much as they do the programs because they're so entertaining because they make such a point about making them as funny as they can, um, and I think. Um, um, like I don't know. Like I, I, I had this uh, one client. This was a, this was a like way back in the early days of Storm and Shelter, um, where they basically they they liked what we did, and they were like, "Oh, cool! You guys seem really, really quite you know quite fun." Um, just do do what you want. They 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 were, they were like a furniture show like showroom company, and they were like, "Cool, do what you want. Like just 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 have free reign." And I was like. This is fucking dangerous. brilliant. This is yeah. dangerous. Um, the, I, the my favorite idea that I came up with that I that I wish that we'd made happen was this um, this this guy that um, that is basically imagine the Terminator, but all he does is tell you about like furniture deals, um, and he's and he keep, and he's like just just we won't stop, uh, and, and he keeps on like like br- like walking through walls into like families like living rooms and stuff, and kids are screaming, and he's just like, "There's a new sofa for three hundred and fifty pounds!" Like, stop! 
help! And it's just like, he just like walks through another wall. He just like, and I was like, this is fucking brilliant. Just, and I, I, you know, they, they almost went for it. They almost went for it. I, I really fucking wish that that was a thing. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll, I'll just have to do it uh, off my own back at some point. Because, um, I don't know, co- comedy adverts, they're, they're a fucking beautiful thing when they're done well. When they're not yeah. done well, it's Well, you're hideous. trying to get... You, contrived is exactly the word. You're trying to get past the point that, yes, we're trying to sell you something. Like, <laughs> so unless you really... It's because there's it. an agenda, isn't it? That's yeah. why. Yeah. It's because We've everyone knows agenda. there's an agenda to this joke. Like, it's not... It's not like a there to make you laugh. It exists to get you to a point where you, you know. Well, so like, like, you know that old marketing saying, laughing man opens his wallet twice as fast. That old marketing saying <laughs> that <laughs> I've got tattooed on my back. <laughs> That's what they teach you in Marketing 101, mate. Make yeah. them laugh. Well, I didn't go to school, as we've already uh, established. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we talk about the wizard? And that signifies uh, another, a new section of the podcast, um, specifically just for this one. Because I've just basically we've just got to talk about how 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 making films when we were kids has helped us where we are get to where we are now. If somebody told me when I was in school um, and described the job I'm doing now, I'd be like, I want to do that. But no one did. Like when I was growing up, like, you, you know, that you had like careers day and they would like sit you in front of a computer and you take like a little, basically like a quiz and they're like outward popper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind yeah. of a, an occupation. You're going to be a mechanic. Well done. Oh, You're going to cool. be a bureaucrat. It's like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. <laughs> but like a lot of the time, congratulations, Jim. You're a dog handler. Like you get all this stuff. And uh, I remember I did it. I can't remember what I got. Pizza waiter, probably. <laughs> uh, but like I, I did it. I was just like, oh, there's nothing in there. But like doing what I do now, honestly, is one of the it's one of the best thing I could ever do. I love this job so much. But mm. I never knew it existed, and I, I didn't know until I did it that it actually that there was a thing like this. Um, and like growing up, you know, you know, we would all make films together. And obviously, uh, Tom and I, we met in a playground. I've known him now for about twenty years. Um, but we would go home and um, we would just make anything that inspired us at the time. So mm. we, we had like a digital Sony Handycam. Um, and like everyone, you know, the thing that you do before you can create for yourself is you copy and you imitate. And you basically do that again and again and again until basically you get so good that you can actually start to have your own kind of creative thoughts. Yeah. So we would watch like uh, Harry Potter uh, or something, you know, at the weekend. And then the following week after school, we'd be recreating all those iconic scenes that we all know and love using props around the house. So we made this thing called Harry Potthead. That was the, that's what we made. <laughs> I've still um, got it. I've still got a copy. <laughs> oh, Christ. Well, let, let's not ever show anyone. But we, we made like, we made about seven of these things, like just after school. And they're, you know, they're very embarrassing. But that's what we started doing. And then we made um, this thing called Curb and Powder, which was like was a homage say, to this, like this, this, the, this, this was the first, one of the first things I think that I saw of, of you guys. Because yeah. um, at this time, uh, myself and, and Matt Tyndall, uh, we, we were in separate schools. Like we, we're, we're in different schools. Matt and I were the filmmakers in our school. And you and Tom and the guys were, were like making films in yours. And you brought out this uh, thing called Powder. And, and somehow it got, got to me. And, and like, I think Matt, knew Tom through like like film making club in, in the summer and this film powder got to us and we were like holy shit 
these guys are the best fucking filmmakers I've ever seen. <laughs> like, they're making, like, fucking gangster flicks. There's drugs, there's guns, there's girls. <laughs> there's, like, there's everything in, these, in this fucking flick. And it was, like, a 40-minute film. For 14-year-olds, like, shot in coke and shit. Dude, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's honestly. fucking amazing. It, it was. It was <laughs> it's that. so good. up on the bikes and being like, oh, Mate, there's got fight scenes, <laughs> there's chase scenes, there's double-crossing. And uh, my little fucking mind crossing. was blown. Um, and I was like, these guys are the best fucking filmmakers I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> you said <it> <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, like, as a fucking young kid, I was like, oh, shit, we need to raise our fucking game. Uh, and the yeah. way we did that was put to, to become friends with you guys. Yeah. So that's what we that's did. That's it. Um, we we, we, so we made... In for, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we made these, like, with countless kind of sketches um, and parodies. And one of these kind of sketches that we made was this thing about a wizard, um, a paedophile wizard called Obulon, um, <laughs> who has this kind of weird, unnatural obsession with this kind of... Uh, he's basically meant to be a school-age boy called Daniel. Um, and we, but we made this you when were, we were like 14. You were, age, you were that age at the time. We were that age, and we thought it was funny at the time, and arguably <laughs> it still is. Um, <laughs> it's blue. But, it's blue. Oh, it's so blue. blue. <laughs> but in all honesty, like watching Rick and Morty, it's it's basically exactly on the same level. Like yeah. it's it's yeah. exactly what Rick and Morty get away with week in week out. Yeah. But obviously, we did it much younger, and uh, you know, it wasn't a cartoon. It was real. It was like live action. It was yeah. Yeah. I wish we we talked once about making a cartoon. Uh, you and I of Obulon. Like, I still think it needs to happen, together. man. It, yeah. Oh. It I think it would be good. good. It's, At the same time, like Rick and Morty's out, it's like, yeah, it is very close, like in terms it's of like very close. And stuff. Yeah, it's that's a shame because it's yeah. it's got a very it's a very similar dynamic. Um, and I mean, the I guess the humor would be. I mean, obviously Dan Harmon's a genius, and you know they they're incredible writers. Um, so I don't think we could really match up to it. But <laughs> you know, it was a funny idea, and and that's kind of um, we made it, and for some reason. Um, I think people quite liked it. We ended up making about three or four of those things. Yeah. Um, over the years, eventually we kind of got to a point where we we went and made, you know, quote unquote real films, uh, <laughs> like The Better Man. But um, mate, you know, no, no, I was I was gonna say we 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 uh, after like because obviously we made that as kids, came back uh, during like one of the film school years and thought let's reboot this. We we rebooted oh, yeah, we it did. before course, it even yeah. really taken off. Yeah, that's <laughs> we, right, I mean, we turned these short little things into like a yeah like a twenty something minute uh, film that that we like like terrifyingly put out to like festivals and like and, um we won some like we won like an audience choice award and um if you've ever seen Balls of Steel, there's a guy called uh, it's Mark Dolan. It is Mark Dolan, yeah. Mark Dolan um, called us the comedic voice of a new generation. Uh, which, uh, you know, I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. But like, yeah, this... but it's Mark Dolan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, that was, um, that's, the, but that's the good, that's the good fucking stuff though. That's, that's the stuff like that's, that's where, that's where we all learn to, to, you know, the, the skills and the trade. Like I, I learned so much about writing from mm. you guys. Um, I sort of I I I I learned sort of filmmaking I guess sort of like just yeah like you said just by watching films and and then sort of recreating it and then together we all came together as like as like kids and just sort of started pushing and 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 and, and sort of just learning what we can get away with uh like visually and, and stuff like that and it was a really fucking good good time actually 
No, See, I, like, think... I, I wasn't a filmmaker, but I still did the same thing, but imagine on a way worse level. <laughs> like me and my friends would remake The Matrix, but we wouldn't like do any editing. So you just watch the <laughs> take back, of, which is essentially just a load of takes of shit. <laughs> That's great. that's great. I love that. I think I think one thing that's really cool about this generation um, of creatives is that we we kind of go into the industry with an overwhelming sense that anything is possible, um, which mm. is often mistaken for entitlement because we've all grown up with you know making stuff in our bedrooms and downloading software illegally so we can kind of sharpen our skills and yeah. we shot stuff on phones and you know we we being filmmakers in our you know and we've been filmmakers in our own eyes. And that's given us this sense that, you know, anything, we can do anything. Um, and that's kind of something that's quite unique to this generation, this kind of democratization of um, digital creative tools and technology. And it means that we can kind of create industry standard stuff at home. Um, and it's, it's really interesting, I think, um, because film especially is such a young medium. You know, you think about oh, how long yeah. writing has been around for and how long music has been played in the halls of Mozart. Film is literally about a hundred years old just <laughs> wow yeah weird it's crazy yeah, it's... and there's so much more there's so much more to kind of obviously that that medium is going to develop and grow and change in a thousand different ways a uh, hundred um, years ago people were shitting their pants in, in the movie theater watching the tide roll train oh the like train a train coming. comes in and yeah, people yeah. <laughs> yeah. ran out of the theater screaming <laughs> and the tide as well they were like, jump back yeah it's fucking great yeah um, I love it's that. gonna be it's going to be interesting and uh yeah obviously making films in you know in in our in our spare time is is it really important you know you've mm. you've obviously got that kind of the job that we work in the creative industry um but making stuff in your spare time that's the personal art that's really what you know what I look forward to most and yeah, what man. you need to do to fucking even get the career going in the first place well that's yeah that's literally yeah. the thing it's like you said Dave is like when you when like if somebody said oh by the way you're going to be doing this uh for, for, like for, for a career same same with me it's probably like to be fair same with all of us it's it's a, it's a case of like um i didn't fucking know i was going to have a have a company I'm not a fucking businessman. Oh, what the fuck's going on? But at the same time, this is one of the best things I've ever fucking done in my life. And I've made the job. You guys have all made your own jobs off the back of just doing something you actually really fucking love. I think that's the, yeah. and I, th I think that's a, like a, the, the best kind of way to go about it. Like make your own fucking path if you want to. And, and one thing that I, uh, I I was thinking about just before this, uh, before we sat down and start recording, was that. You're, when you start off your career at the very beginning of it, you're going to say yes to stuff that you can't do and you're going to disappoint people, you're going to piss people off, but you're always going to have to get it done. Who There's no off, opting mate? out. Like when, once you like freelance and you get a client in, you have to deliver something. Like even it, like the worst that can happen is you're going to piss them off and they're going to fire you. But 99% of the time <laughs> you'll find a way to make that happen. Like you've, you've just got yeah, to. Man. I was going to say, who have you pissed off? <laughs> Oh, almost everyone I've ever fucking interacted <laughs> with. I managed to do it within the five-second window of ordering a fucking bagel, mate. <laughs> How'd you piss off a bagel, fucking... I don't know, just cough. <laughs> 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 <Trist>. <laughs> Dave, it's been so fucking good having you along, mate, and it's uh, it's, it's it's great to hear uh, you know to see you and hear from you again. Um, 
Uh, no we, should, we should definitely yes. get you back soon, mate. Get get get, get you get you back and uh, actually maybe we should make uh, the dial in David a regular thing. Uh, we should just call you up yeah. every now and again for like a little ten minutes, sort of like just tell us something. Don't, <laughs> just, don't just overdo me. Because otherwise, people will just get sick of me. People are already sick of me. I mean, this will this will probably put people off me for another three years. <laughs> like, I've been gone for like two years. This is this. And then another two years from now, I can probably do about half an hour. But that's my lot. Like, <laughs> that's a lifetime. Right there. That's all I got. Otherwise, people are just going to get sick of me. People start throwing stuff in my car again. All right. Well, maybe, uh, maybe in the next two years, we'll have you back. But, uh, dude, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, Thank you, guys. Yes, Thank you, David. Oh, no. Before, before we depart, next week, uh, we will be departing from our usual platform. And as a little birthday gift to me, I've requested that everyone do a true crime episode. So so we're oh, going to be doing yeah. 20 minutes each where we discuss a case of uh, crime based in, in the sort of creative community. And I'm looking forward to that shit. I've basically made you both do a bunch of homework. I Which apologize. Started, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, so, so <laughs> to celebrate Visa's uh, birthday, um, yeah, we're having, a, we're, like you said, we're having a true crime special. He's um, lost death and all that. He does. So, so we're we're gonna we're gonna dig up some <laughs> brilliant, uh, lovely little stories, and we'll we'll all come together next week, uh, and, uh, and, and sort of gather around the campfire and uh, tell some gruesome tales. So uh, tune in uh, next time for that one. But um, as for now, uh, I've been Josh, Ali, and uh, and David. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, guys. It's been awesome. It's been really cool. Fucking pleasure, mate. Fucking pleasure. Right, sign out then.